Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Francesco Pavone, I'm your host. And today, me and you are going to do a little bit of a Q&A. So it's uh, the episode 49 and our first Q&A. So I'm very excited about that. And uh, I have been using a new microphone, so feel free to give me a feedback as well on that. If you like the quality, I am using an AKG microphone after the episode with Belio and uh, I was very impressed uh, about the quality so if you didn't check that uh, go and listen to episode 48 where Belio Moretti a life coach and finance manager uh, share his story on how he lowered his body fat to what his scale says is 12% uh, and what we all believe it's uh, 10-11% and he lost 20 kilos in 12 months so it was a very inspiring journey and uh, I was very happy to be there physically with Velio uh, interviewing him about his experience in the Thai t-shirt transformation and working with me personally. So in this episode we'll talk uh, and I I will address uh, three questions I received uh, in the last week. Um, Two are from the member of the Thai t-shirt transformation so you guys are awesome. Make sure that you keep um, sending me those questions as uh, they're very helpful and uh, I've been getting a lot of them so really really appreciate them. And um, the first question is about uh, how to manage your situation when you don't work with a coach. Um, The second one is, uh, should I increase reps, loads or sets um, when the purpose is to build muscle and strength? And the last one is, uh, I always feel tired before a workout. Should I drink something in particular? So, hey guys, I hope you enjoy this episode. And as always, if you enjoy this episode, make sure to share it with a friend or on your social media or on your stories and or to leave a review from the platform you're listening from. Your help is very valuable. Reviews, shares, likes, they all increase visibility and ultimately um, it will help us reaching more people, more people like you. And uh, if you want to learn more from us and get in touch with your questions about your particular situations, make sure to click on the link. I'll put it in the show notes or you can just go on Facebook and search for the Lean Muscle Warriors. Uh, That's our free private community. And uh, I really look forward to get to know your situation. Guys, long further ado, let's get to it. Okay, so question number one. I struggle uh, to manage uh, my situation. I'd love uh, to build muscle and get stronger, but I never work with a coach uh, and I'd love to learn uh, how to manage my lifestyle uh, to elicit uh, optimal results. Thank you so much for uh, your question. And uh, I really appreciate that I've been uh, getting a lot of these questions. Um, so don't uh, worry if you feel like uh, you, you've been struggling uh, until this point, uh, because, um, you know, it sounds like uh, you would uh, probably benefit from uh, working with a coach. It's um, a sometimes difficult to understand what you need to do in order to get the best results for your particular situations. And I want to make this very clear because there are many people who um, think they don't need a coach. Okay, there are people who've been training for four years and there are also personal trainers who've been training for even 10 years who would benefit 
by working with a coach, not only uh, because of the results, but because sometimes working with a coach allow you to be more consistent. The accountability that uh, um, a client-coach relationship uh, creates, it's um, very supportive. And uh, I want to be a little bit, go a little bit more in detail in this, because um, when I first hired a coach in 2019, uh, his name was Pascal from uh, Revive Stronger. So very great uh, team of coaches. And um, the reason why I hired a coach is, uh, was because I wanted to do my first bodybuilding competition. But the reason uh, was not just to win a bodybuilding competition. My reason behind hiring a coach was uh, that I wanted to understand really what worked for me because I knew my stuff. I had studied, I knew how to build muscle, I knew, knew how to lose fat and retain muscle, I knew how to get stronger, and I was getting stronger and building muscle. And um, I could lose fat, but uh, I wanted to know if my strategy was uh, the best one for me. I wanted to know how to manage certain uh, um, real-life scenarios, such as uh, what should I do when I go out? What should I do when my girlfriend is asking me if I want a piece of uh, cheesecake? Should I just say no and you know just don't go out for the whole length of a diet? I mean, this is stuff that is very important and it's uh, very often not mentioned in books um, because uh, sometime from studies, uh, we uh, are able to share uh, guidelines, um, which are often um, skipping the part uh, where, hey, you know, I need to go out with friends, like uh, people uh, ask me to, to be there for dinner and I won't have the scale. So uh, should I just for that day, don't follow the plan, don't follow our strategy, don't follow any sort of calorie counting, or should I just uh, not say no to the occasion? And I think like working with a coach allow you to uh, define a strategy that uh, might work for you, but not work for other people and the other way around. So um, in uh, your case, it's uh, a little bit difficult to give a specific answer because um, your uh, when you say that you struggle to manage your situation, this could be down to many factors. And uh, you you might be talking about uh, struggling to fit your workouts in a busy week. Um, you might be talking about uh, uh, managing your meals uh, around uh, um, holidays uh, and uh, other things. So I really um, encourage you to join the Lean Muscle Warrior Facebook group. That's a free private group. And there you can ask questions. I go live every week. I share posts. I share a lot of free content. And you have the occasion to comment on each post and just create a new post with your questions. And um, the most important question will be addressed in um, something like a live or this podcast. So, um, you know, you will get as well a specific answer for your um, questions, but you also get an in-depth show where I'll research about the topic and come back to you with some fresh content. But moving on to the next question, it's a question from a member of the Thai T-shirt Transformation. So really appreciate this question. And um, it's, uh, should I increase reps? Should I increase the load? Should I increase sets or a combination of all of them when uh, I'm training to build muscle and strength? 
This is an awesome questions. And uh, yeah, I've been getting a lot of these uh, amazing uh, uh, training questions, which, uh, which I love because uh, I love training. And um, to answer this question, we need to understand uh, um, what is your um, way of progressing? How do you intend to progress towards more muscle or towards getting stronger? What is uh, your line of thinking when it comes to, hey, I'm going to be training for the next four weeks. Um, will I want to increase load? Will I be intuitive with it? Will I have uh, a strategy? And my advice here is to choose one because um, um, the risk of doing, uh, like not knowing it, it's high. Uh, you um, don't risk here like to get injured or anything like that. But the risk is uh, that you're not progressing as you um, might with uh, a sort and uh, a specific way of uh, progressing. So um, by progressing, I mean uh, um, eliciting an adaptation that will ultimately result in an increased performance. So um, specifically for muscle building, we want to uh, apply some sort of progressive overload. And uh, by progressive overload, I mean progressively increase the amount of work that you do. This uh, it's... Uh, sometimes calculated as hard sets per muscle group per week, um, and uh, sometimes is uh, calculated in uh, number of reps. Sometimes Some people use uh, a tonnage, which is uh, a product of uh, uh, sets, reps, and load lifted. So uh, there are different ways to keep track of uh, the amount of work that you're doing at the gym, but I choose... I, encourage you to choose one. So in this way, you will be able to have a benchmark for your performance on the first week of a training program. Now, there are um, cases where you might want to um, focus on increasing the load. Um, there are exercises and contexts where it's more beneficial to increase reps. There are contexts where it is uh, uh, beneficial to increase uh, just sets. And uh, I would say that the answer is not black and white. There is not uh, one best solution for everyone. Um, and uh, that's why you should find out what uh, works for you. But ultimately, you might never get the answer. Okay, It's um, a dynamic process and you still want to make sure that you are progressing. That's for sure. But uh, you will uh, be able to understand which way of progressing is best for you uh, with time and practice. So I love to share as well uh, something that works for me at the moment, and uh, it's a double progression. So double progression works this way. You train a exercise, or it could be a muscle group, but in this case, I'm talking about a particular exercise. So it's an exercise that uh, it's where I can be prolific. So where I can efficiently, safely, and uh, uh, having fun, increase weight every week. And uh, I, I feel like there is a transfer into my body. Okay, it feels good. It feels like I'm getting something out of that. So that's something always to think about when you're thinking about an exercise and your exercise selection. So I'm talking of, I think you can guess it, but uh, I'm talking about the bench press. So I like to train bench press two days a week. I, I feel like I have the best benefit. I try three times and four times. Um, I get good results, but I feel like with two times, I have enough recovery and there is enough balance between work and recovery. 
So the double progression work uh, um, that you train in a certain rep range in, on day one and on a different rep range on day two. And for me, it's usually three to five reps on the first one and um, eight to 10 reps on the second one. It might vary a little bit over time. I might work on six to eight and eight to 12, for instance, or eight to 10 and 12, 15, or um, different, but it's uh, not, uh, there is not uh, any particular benefit in doing this uh, uh, particular rep range. It's just something that I'm focusing on at the moment uh, and uh, it really works for me. And uh, a way of progressing from week to week uh, where I can really um, enjoy and be in control of my performance, uh, it's um, to basically choose a rep range and then uh, stick to that rep range so on week one, I would choose a weight that allow me to comfortably complete all the sets with the high end of the rep range. So if I'm talking about three to five reps, uh, on the week one, I would choose a weight that I can do easily for seven reps. Okay, and I would stop at five and I would do three sets of five. In this way, I know that the following week I can increase the weight for by at least 2.5 kilos on each side. Okay, so I increase the following week, 2.5 kilos on each side, and now three to five reps might be more challenging. So I might be able to do five reps on the first set, um, four reps on the second, and three reps on the third. So that's five, four, three. Now, since I didn't complete all the rep range, all the sets with the high end of the rep range, I stick to that load and uh, I increase the load just if the following week I can do all the set or let's say 90% of the set with the same rep. So if I do 555 with a new weight, then I increase the weight further the following week. That's just a way of progressing. Other form of progressing include a combination of the uh, one that you mentioned in the question. So um, another way, that I know many people benefit from is by decreasing the rep by one rep each week and increasing the load. But even if you take eight to 10 reps on week one and you do six to eight reps following the same principle that I just described um, on week two, then you are suddenly, you know that you could work in the eight to 10 rep range with a certain weight. And the following week, you need to do only six to eight reps. So you can increase the weight further. And many people like this because they can certainly um, lift a certain weight with the, that rep range. So now doing a, a short rep range, um, it's uh, psychologically like empowering because you feel like you can do it. So uh, there are different ways of progress. You should choose one test um, you have. Uh, and this is why resistance training is so nice and strength training is so fun and motivating on the, on, at the same time, uh, because there are so many variables that can, you can change and you don't need to change your whole program um, to keep progressing. So you might keep the same, same, same program with some minor adjustment, uh, see a different grip or a different stance or just different isolation exercises uh, and just manipulate uh, your rep range and sets uh, and load uh, in order to keep things fresh, think, keep things interesting and uh, ultimately keep having results. So um, there is not one best way to progress. There is uh, a 
best way to progress for you and for this training cycle. Things can vary, your preferences can change, and your goals can change, your circumstances can change. So there is no need to focus on the best way. Okay, so moving on, there is uh, an amazing question uh, um, from another member of the Thai T-shirt transformation, and I love uh, that I can share this with you guys because uh, I've been getting a lot of very interesting questions, and I think uh, questions uh, are the key for a growth mindset because if you're focused on your growth, if you're focused on getting better and actually not complaining about your problems, but really finding a solutions to your problems in a fun and constructive and rewarding way, then you ask great questions. We got a question and um, from Marco in the Thai T-shirt transformation. And um, the question is, I always feel tired before a workout and um, what should I drink before a workout? Okay, that's an amazing question. And I know that many people feel like you, um, like tired and just, uh, you know, not uh, feeling great before a workout. Uh, you know, you wake up, uh, especially if you uh, wake up early and you have uh, a stressful jobs, uh, stressful job, you go to work and uh, you work and you are productive, but then uh, one o'clock uh, start and uh, you plan to go for a workout at that time, but you feel like really lazy and really asleep and just uh, like you don't feel like uh, training. You don't feel like sweating and increasing your heart rate and uh, exceeding your performance. Um, so there are a few things that I love to check um before um, um we talk hydration so the question to ask uh, before uh, you change anything in your nutritional approach is to understand if you're on a deficit a calorie deficit or not because if you're in a calorie deficit um you might have uh, some sort of low energy at some point regardless of how you manage your food intake now we know that uh, our food intake and our uh, hydration, like we depend from food uh, and we depend on food and on water um, to survive. So um, by manipulating those, uh, we definitely have an effect uh, in terms uh, of uh, energy. So when, for instance, we eat more, we increase our uh, non-exercise activity thermogenesis and uh, our body is just uh, trying to preserve uh, our normal body weight. When we decrease, uh, our food intake, our body is trying to preserve the body weight anyway and is trying to counteract this deficit by making us uh, uh, saving more energy. So by making us more slow, more uh, conservative with our movement uh, and uh, uh, less energetic, not only in the workout, but also in our mood and in our like uh, willing to move. So if you feel like low in energy and you've been dieting, let's say for 20 weeks and you've been actually losing weight on and off for 20 weeks and on average uh, after 20 weeks you lost uh, like five, six kilos, uh, it might be that you're experiencing some metabolic adaptation to fat loss. So it's just purely your body trying to save your body weight. So there is a component to that. Now, um, the other thing is uh, I that I would check is uh, when is the last time you deload? When is the last uh, week that you took it easy with your training without trying to progress, but that just trying to actually do less than the previous week? Because that's another uh, um, um, question that people uh, usually don't ask themselves and uh, they um, 
generally jump to uh, a short-term solution such as uh, you know a supplement or a particular food a particular meal or a particular timing of eating but they never understand or they never are able to see that uh, in the previous uh, uh, 12 weeks they've been training with non-stop and they've been trying to progress all the time now if you know about uh, the fitness fatigue module um, you know that there is uh, a direct relationship between uh, training and recovery and fitness and uh, at some point uh, more training doesn't make you more performing doesn't improve your fitness anymore but more training actually decreases your fitness now with recovery our uh, uh, body is able to regenerate our reserve of energy in terms of glycogen, but also like in terms of uh, regenerating our central nervous system, which is definitely responsible for making you tired and fatigued. And so we need to alternate phases of training uh, with phases of uh, recovery. So when is the last time you deload and uh, did you deload properly? Uh, or uh, did you think you had you uh, did a deload, but actually you were uh, secretly doing more than you planned to? Um, because uh, if you're like me and you enjoy training, deload are challenging. You don't want to deload. Um, you struggle to take a week where uh, you don't train as hard. Even if your body is telling you, hey, take a break. Um, yeah, you feel like you want to push yourself. Perhaps you're motivated, perhaps you are getting good results uh, and you want to keep having them. So um, it's totally understandable if you feel like that and uh, you should plan your deload uh, um, in a smart way if you are like that. Um, just to put one, one good, good way to, to do it is uh, to schedule your deload as a reload at the beginning of your training cycle and uh, use it as a way to set the foundation for the following training cycle. So getting comfortable with the movement, uh, uh, working on uh, the best range of motion that you can possibly do, can possibly work on, um, and uh, uh, just knowing where all the equipment is uh, um, and uh, setting the bar for the weeks to come. And it's definitely underlooked most of the people they um definitely like deload are totally underrated uh, in this regard and um but let's say that you have deload that you are not dieting so bad that you are eating at maintenance and uh, you still feel tired how is your sleep how is uh, um, your sleep quantity and quality um i would check that and uh, ultimately i would check your uh, um hydration so you ask what should you drink and uh, it's a general rule of thumb if um, um, you are exercising to uh, drink drink generally it's good to keep in mind to drink 500 milliliters uh, of water in the 30 minutes before exercises exercising um, many people like to drink more um, it's uh, as well good to trial and error i wouldn't go uh, to your workout without drinking for like three hours um that's uh, common sense but many people know uh, the importance about uh, uh, of, of drinking for uh, training like um, nutrition like and hydration rules for performance but uh, few people actually put them in practice so if you struggle uh, to remember how to when to drink and uh, um you just don't drink enough you can, uh, you can put some elastic bands around your water bottle 
and uh, let's say that your water bottle is a liter and uh, you want to drink uh, five liters a day, you can put five bands and every time you fill the bottle again, just uh, remove one band. Okay, and then remember the um, following day to put uh, all the elastic band back. And it's a good thing to remember um, as well as a five minute action to just put the elastic band again so that you are at the end of the day, you put the elastic band back and you're ready for the following day. Sometimes people, they struggle to be consistent because they forgot this little action and yeah, they don't uh, drink enough. So if you struggle to drink enough, Remember to put those elastic bands. It was very helpful for me and for many of the people in the Thai T-shirt transformation. So Marco, feel free, feel free to give it a try. And uh, um, uh, apart from that, uh, you know, try different uh, quantities and uh, take a note on uh, how it feels. So perhaps by drinking more, drinking like two liters in the hour before the training session, perhaps you feel great. Um, I also encourage you to try experiment uh, with uh, different uh, uh, beverages. So water works wonder in most cases. But if you exercise in hot climate, you want to drink more. Um, if you are a larger individual, you want to drink a little bit more. And uh, if you exercise for with, uh, of course, there is a difference if uh, you do a bootcamp class outdoor with 40 degrees and uh, you're exercising like really hard, or if you're doing like an arm and shoulder session and uh, you live uh, in Iceland and uh, it's freezing outside and uh, you don't even get a pump, okay? So there is a difference in those activities. So if uh, the exercise, uh, it's more of an aerobic type and you lose and sweat, lose a lot of liquid, you sweat a lot, you lose, um, electrolytes, then you want to replenish them as soon as possible. So make sure that you include in your um, peri-workout drink, so the, the, the workout, the drink that you have during your workout, um, you can add 15 to 20 grams of protein powder. Um, you don't want to have uh, like a lot, you just want to give uh, um, those 15, 20 grams uh, and um, um, blend them in 500 milliliters water and this uh, um, will prevent uh, um, and will give you first a little bit of uh, calories to have during the session. It will make the, some people struggle to, to drink just plain water. So I personally use this a lot because I work out fasted and uh, most of the time, at least in the um, three months uh, leading to my Italian holiday, I'm in Italy right now, and I loved it. You know, I was starving and sometimes I really felt low in energy. And that little drink um, allows you to, to push a little bit more. It gives you a little bit of calories. It's a bit easier to drink. And uh, yeah, it felt like an effect um, on myself personally. So this is something I want to share with you. Um, that's uh, um, for the protein. And then you want to have some sort of sugar and electrolyte. So electrolytes, uh, uh, potassium and magnesium works wonder. Um, there are also some uh, um, peri-workout uh, um, you know, or some brands, some supplements brand uh, that create like peri-workout uh, um, beverages or like powder. I don't personally uh, sponsor or uh, know or use any. So um, feel free to experiment in this regards. I won't give you any help. Uh, if you know me and you have been working with me, you know my posi position on supplements. I definitely don't start uh, talking about supplement first. 
supplements are uh, like uh, one of my early mentor, Alan Aragon, called them uh, the sprinkle on top of the cake. And before you want to have a good cake, before you want to master the foundation of uh, nutrition for performance and uh, some basic nutrition rules. Um, before you actually yeah, have a look at supplements, uh, but some maltodextrin and electrolytes uh, won't hurt. Uh, just keep in mind that all this stuff has calories. So if you are, especially if you're a, a small individual and you are in a cut and uh, your caloric budget is not as high, you want to make sure that uh, you calculate this. So those 15, 20 grams of protein and sugar, maltodextrin, um, and uh, potentially some uh, electrolytes uh, a supplement as well have some calories because some and that's why you need to read the ingredients on um, your supplement uh, nutritional label um, because some uh, uh, like polases port for instance have um, um, not only electrolytes but as well maltodextrin already included in one solution so make sure that you are aware of that and uh, um, feel free to experiment with the these or a combination of these sometimes i just have some water and protein and it works fine too um so make sure that you don't lean on this i don't think uh, you i think you will feel the difference if you are not enough hydrated um it's uh, doesn't feel good to don't drink and sometimes people they just are too busy to remember to drink and they feel like shit and they don't train and that's so silly because uh, you you know it, drinking is free uh, drinking water is free and it's just a matter of uh, thinking about it so that's it for uh, this uh, q a it was our first uh, q a so i was very excited uh, um to to do that and uh, nothing guys from coach francesco is everything ciao ciao <laughs>